Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. You're listening to my podcast about healing after narcissistic abuse. Welcome. Hi, it's Claire from Come Back Brighter here. I'm going to talk to you today about like big life events, uh, especially when it comes to dealing with a narcissist. Because what I've seen is like the, like a pattern that kind of goes with my life experiences. Um, more than one client has said to me that they went no contact soon after having a child. And and what I'm seeing is a pattern here, okay? And and it's not necessarily just about having a child, but it's, it's about a big life event, okay, as well. That's what other clients have said. It hasn't been necessarily about a child, but it's been like a house move or a death in the family or something like that. And that's when the like breaking point has come. Okay. Um, so I'm going to kind of talk about like big life, life events, but probably focusing on like being pregnant on having a child when you have a narcissistic parent. So that's my experience. So the thing to say is whenever, whenever there's any big life change, okay, <clears throat> for someone involved with a narcissist, the narcissist has to reassert their authority over that person again, okay? And in particular, when it comes to something really big, like having a child, okay? Because what the narcissist is concerned about is that they're going to lose their power and control over that person, okay? So what happens is there's like this tussle, okay? And for me personally, it, it started when I was pregnant, okay? There was this tussle as my father was was fighting to have to, to feel like he had power and control over me. Okay. And this could also happen when you get when you when you're getting a new partner. It's not it just anything that change that could potentially change the dynamic with a narcissist, that will be the time when they come out and that power, power struggle comes out. Okay. And and I think personally that's the time when their true vileness is going to come out. Their true character is going to come out, okay? Because when I was pregnant, and that was like, I see that as like the beginning of the end of my relationship with my father. When I was pregnant, he did many things during my pregnancy, which is only nine months, and he only knew about it for eight months of it. Um, he did many things during that time that were vile quite frankly, um, he, it was like all the things that previously to that time, he might have been vile and then there might have been a year before the next time he was vile again, okay? So there was often quite a long time, a period of months, maybe even years between periods of when he was at his most vile. But in that eight months when he knew I was pregnant, there were like two or three things that came up that he said or did that were just repulsive, Okay, and only designed to cause trouble. That's all. Drama. To cause drama, to cause chaos, to cause pain, all the rest of it. Okay. And I and I think there were a couple of things that happened and then they went on for ages. Okay. So they were never they were never like reconciled. They were never uh sorted out. There was never any kind of closure on it. There was never any kind of resolving of the issue there at all. Okay, it just went on. It rumbled on for ages. Okay, and when I was pregnant, that 
those things happening, it was like undeniable. Because previously, there'd been enough time between each instance for me to go, oh, that was just a one-off. That was just a strange thing. But anything, anyway, everything's okay now, so let's sweep it under the carpet, like I have done for the whole of my lifetime with my father. Let's sweep it under the carpet and forget that it's there, okay? But when I was pregnant, it was boom, boom, boom. It was, it was things happening that were all of it like two or three things that he did in that eight months time and and also like the constant like rehashing of it okay still not sorted they still got a problem with this and then and then and then all this drama it was drama for eight months okay and then my son was born and that was like the crescendo of all the drama okay because he'd had to talk me into having them come over for when I have my son. And he said, we'll help you, okay? He said, I'll help in the garden or anything that needs doing in the house and your mum can help by cooking. And I hadn't actually, I didn't realise this really, like consciously, but I didn't actually want them there. And that was why he had to talk me round into having them there by telling me that I would gain, that it would be better for me, that I wouldn't have to worry about meals, um, I wouldn't have to worry about any DIY that needed to be done in the house or any gardening or anything. They'd look after me. OK, so he had to convince me. And I still wasn't convinced even when he said that. But I was like, oh, yeah, OK, I suppose. Like kind of thinking, like, what damage could he do? And and then I had my son and I came home from hospital and my father decided that was the time that he was going to do the DIY on the house. So he fitted a door. It was too big and he planed off the bottom of it in the house with me with a newborn baby in the house and then it was just like stacked up it was he did this thing he was painting this there was paint fumes in the nursery he was hanging around outside the window while I was trying to breastfeed all this kind of stuff all stacking on top of each other until I exploded and he contrived that I know he contrived that because I can still see the look on his face in fact he was sat at the table that I'm sat at right now in my kitchen and and he wasn't sat like this, but this was the, the attitude that I got from him. He was sat up with his feet on the table and he was smirking at me as I came in and went mental at him. OK, I told him to get out. I threw them out. I swore at them. I cussed at them. I threw them out of my house. OK, it felt so good. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that, but it felt so good. It felt so good to do it because it was like Bruh! I was going to either explode and and that was it so they left so so what was that all about right so I can't go into all the details because I'd be on this video forever talking to you about it and I'm sure you don't want to hear it all and then I got, and then it was up to me right after this point then it was up to me to like be like semi-apologetic it was I, in fact before they even left I was out saying let's talk about this let's work this through and they left anyway so that tells me all that I needed to know. I wanted to sort it out. I was being the adult here. There's a problem here. Let's sort this. Let's talk this through. And they still left. That's all I needed to know, really. They didn't want to sort it out. So then I we kind of, I was going to say not reconciled exactly, but just kind of like, let's forget about it kind of thing. And then it just, the next three years after that were, were horrific. Uh, whilst I'm trying to focus on my child. But what it really was, it, it wasn't specifically about those dramas. It was 
my dad trying to see if he was still going to be my number one priority. Okay. So, so it was, it, it, he contrived all of it. All of it wasn't about an issue that he had. All of it wasn't a problem that he had. That I'd done something, no, no, no. It was all completely fabricated. He either just made a horrible comment to hurt me or just was causing chaos and drama and all over the place on purpose. There were no, he had no issues apart from the grudge list that he had from me for years ago, but we never talked about them. So as far as I'm concerned, they weren't, you know, that wasn't, there was no real issue. Nothing that needed to be resolved between the two of us, anything that I'd done, right? Because it didn't matter that he'd done something. What mattered was that, like, we had to resolve what I'd done wrong, okay? <laughs> but there was no real issue. Okay, This wasn't about a problem in our relationship. What this was about was my, my father trying to make sure that he had control over me, he had the power over me, above my husband, but most of all, above my newborn son. Okay, so that dynamic is the same, right? So it might be a pregnancy, it might be a house move, it might be a death in the family, it might be a new partner that you've got, whatever, at any point at this time, when, when there's some big life event going on, which could potentially change the dynamic, that will be when the narcissist ramps up their behavior. Okay, because let's face it, right, that any of these life events, right, we get married, you get a new partner, a uh, baby, moving house, and uh, all these things, a new job. They're all quite stressful things, aren't they? That uh, And some are enjoyable, you know, like having a baby is great, but it's still a stressful thing. Getting married is great, but it's still a stressful thing. So the narcissist will exploit that stress. Okay, they'll exploit the stress that you're under. Okay, and then that will be the time when they'll be like they'll like attack, right? It's like a moment of weakness for you. Okay, it's a moment when you may be a little bit more vulnerable, and then they'll sweep in for the attack. They'll contrive some drama. They'll make up some lies. They'll create some imaginary issues, and 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 it will just just boom in front of your face. But it's not about them having a genuine issue with a relationship. It's not about them having a sincere problem with you that they want to sort about. It's all about them reasserting their position of authority over you about them ensuring they have power and control. That's all it's about. With any single one of these situations, that's all it's about. And that might manifest as in like micromanaging the, the delivery of their grandchild, about micromanaging how it's announced, about being the first one to know. It might be them trying to make you feel guilty for moving house. It might be that they tell you that you can't go for that job promotion because you're not good enough. But it'll all be about them just ensuring that they're the ones that have the power and control over you and so the best right for them this is going to sound strange but it's win-win okay for them if they create this chaos and drama and you go along with it and and in the tussle of power play 
the the narcissist is re-established as being the dominant one, the one that's in authority, the one that's got the power and control. They win. They win. Now, if there's this tussle and this drama and this chaos and you don't play, you don't get involved in the drama, you don't involve yourself or you go no contact, the narcissist wins. Because they will always have a backup of a scapegoat. They'll always make sure that they've got someone to be scapegoating. And as soon as they get the sniff, as soon as they get the slightest hint that you might be distancing yourself, they will make sure that they've got another scapegoat lined up. So that's why they can just walk away. They don't have the emotional connection with you. Whether you're their child or their grandchild, they don't have that emotional connection with you. You are only useful to them if you are serving them. You are only good for them if you allow them to have power and control over you. And anything less than 100% power and control over you, they're not interested. They will find someone who will allow 100% power and control over them and replace you. It's as simple as that, because that's all they're interested in. And it, they can either get it from you or they can get it from someone else. And if you go, no, boundaries, if you go, no, I'm not playing this drama. If you go, let's talk about this like if you let's talk about this like adults. Let's work this through. No, not interested. They'll go to their other scapegoat. Who they've, they've probably already got like in their heads like a list of potential scapegoats and they have one that they will be working on. Is this going to be the right scapegoat for me? Let's put a few tests out there and see if they are. Yes, they are. Right. Let's ditch the old one and have the new one. Even if that's their own child, that's what they'll do. So I want you to understand. I want you to understand. None of this is about like, none of this is about a genuine, sincere issue that they have. None of this is about a problem in the relationship that's going to get fixed. This is all about the narcissist causing drama and chaos just to test you to see if you are, are still prioritizing them, whatever the changes in your life. I want you to understand that. And sadly, they can just walk away. For you, it's devastating. For you, all you're doing is you're, you're, you've got the expectation that you want a decent relationship with them, where it works for both of you, where you're both respected and, and cared for and looked after and loved, but that's not what the narcissist is interested in. So I hope that this helps you understand. And if you're coming up to big, a big life event, prepare yourself for it. Prepare yourself for it. I hope that this helps. If you need me, please email me or reach out here. My email is claire, C-L-A-R-E, comebackbrighter at gmail.com. Bye.